Hello, Restored Church. Uh, This is Tom. I am recording this from my home. I am currently, uh, along with Ebony and the girls, we are quarantined for the uh, foreseeable future, at least until uh, Amelia's symptoms go away for two to three days. Um, So you can be praying for us for that, but it's oddly, I don't know, it's kind of bizarre to be recording this right now. Um... And everything inside of me wants to be with you right now. Uh, I want to see your face. I want to be able to look at you. I want to be able to talk to you. Um, Our church has never been an event. Our church has never even been a gathering. Our church has always been the family of God. And uh, not being with you is hard. Um, But I'm, I'm thrilled at the thought of you being together now, whether there's two of you or whether there's 20 of you. Um... Uh, gathering together in a responsible um, in a responsible way is important, especially right now <clears throat> with things as hectic and as crazy as they are. So I just wanted to reiterate my love for you pastorally um, and uh, and just share a couple different things with you about our heart behind the importance of the church still physically gathering in a responsible way, yes in a way that um, that cares for the vulnerable among us and does everything we can to protect them. Um, but one of the ways that we can, one of the most loving things that we could possibly do as the church um, is gather and cry out to God uh, for the sake of the vulnerable amongst us. Um, so <clears throat> that being said, uh, this is going to be a time that is, that is dedicated to three things. Uh, first of all, prayer. Um, I want to highly encourage you Uh, God is your Father. He is our Father. He hears the voice of His children crying out to Him. And Jesus said that His sheep um, have ears to hear Him. So what I want to encourage and invite you to do together, as you're gathered together right now, is spend some time uh, listening like opening your heart. Um, if you've been through our, our teaching on God Speaks Spanish, um, that's like the, the language that he speaks, you know, that he speaks through scripture, he speaks through pictures, through awareness, through nature, through an inner voice, through sensing and through humans. Um, you know more, uh, you kind of know what I'm talking about with that. If you've been through that, if you haven't, just open your heart to hear the voice of God. He speaks in many ways because he loves us. Um, so I want to invite you to listen and, and, and even share what you sense God might be saying to you. Not just with the people that you're gathered with now, but even if you could write that down, shoot me a text, shoot us an email. Um, Herrick and I, as the pastors of the church, we desperately need wisdom right now. God, how are you calling, uh, how are you leading us as a church? Like, how are you calling us to live in the specifics of today? This whole ordeal seems to be changing by the hour. So we desperately need God's wisdom. So I want to invite you to listen to God and share what you feel like he's saying. I also want to encourage you to cry out to God. Cry out to God um, that that his kingdom would come and his will would be done in very specific areas that are personal to you, that are personal to our community, that are personal to, um, to each of us whether it be relationships that we want God to intervene in, whether it be the economy, whether it be obviously we want him to destroy this virus like as soon as possible, whether it be protecting the vulnerable amongst us, 
um, whether it be ensuring that all of our needs are met, whatever it is, cry out to God with a genuine heart, not to perform, but just we need you, Lord. We're desperate for you. Please intervene. Please be merciful. Please pour your grace out on us. So I want to call you to prayer. That's the first thing. The second thing I want to call you to is worship. Ascribing the most worth to God. Okay? And primarily doing that through praising Him. Um, second most frequent command in the scriptures is just praise the Lord because He's worthy. Um, <clears throat> and we talked about this recently um, uh, on, sun, on like a Sunday recently, but um, in a sermon just about the realities of the spiritual realm and the physical realm and how those are so connected. Um, what we do in the physical realm impacts the spiritual realm. They're, they're, they're connected. So I want to call, like, encourage you and invite you and exhort you to praise. That could look like someone grabbing a guitar and, and, and leading in song. It could look like even um, if that's not possible, that's totally fine. It could look like putting on um, <clears throat> a couple songs or whatever from the, the Sunday Gathering playlist on Apple Music or Spotify. And that might sound silly. You might be like, oh man, like we're really going to like put on like a Bethel song right now and just sing or a Hillsong tune or whatever. Absolutely. Like, we need to praise Him, especially in moments like this. We need to praise Him. Like, it really is a weapon. It's, it's, it's warfare. It, it guards our own hearts from giving in to believing the lies uh, of the enemy, that giving in to fear and giving in to despair and giving ourselves over to anxiety or apathy. Like, we need to praise God for who He is and what He's done. We were created to do that, and something happens in us spiritually that is connected to our physical existence. We need to praise Him. And on top of that, praise is a weapon. It's a weapon in the spiritual warfare of pushing back the kingdom of darkness. So I cannot encourage you enough, <clears throat> like, enjoy this time. Uh, I, I've, I've been, like, finding myself over the last several days as I'm, you know, stuck in my house, just desperately wanting to be with the church and, and just how we take for granted that we get to be together and praise Him together. Like, Ah, the joy of praising Jesus together. So I encourage you to do that. It's the second thing, worship. The third and final thing is service. Like calling us to be a people who manifest the love that we've experienced of, of Jesus, the love of Jesus that has come into our life that we've experienced, of manifesting that to the world around us through the ways that we engage, the ways that we are intentional, and through the ways that we serve um, others, even sacrificially. Okay, so practically what that looks like is spend some time identifying the needs in our community. So in our, in, our, in our immediate community, which would be like our gospel communities, whether it's people chiming in, if they couldn't be there personally, maybe they're chiming in or they're, come, they're, they're, um, they're FaceTiming in or whatever, or, or they're, they're, they're sharing a need hopefully on the, the WhatsApp threads. Collect what the, the immediate needs are of our community and let's make a plan to meet those together. I think that this is going to change and shift over time, especially as we start to see more of the effects that this is having on the economy. Um, I think that these needs are going to increase in our, in our community, okay? So just bear that in mind as we try to be as intentional as possible um, <clears throat> about, about getting on top of these needs and meeting them. I also want to draw your gauge, not just to draw your gaze, not just to our community, but to um, our community at large, our greater city, our greater valley, and the needs that might be around us there. Well, how can we work together um, 
to really manifest the love of Jesus through the serving and the meeting of needs. I mean, Jesus did that for us. What a great, what a great display of the gospel in practical ways that, 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 that requires very little language. <clears throat> I'm doing this because Jesus has sacrificially served me. I've experienced this love, so I, 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 the natural, the natural um, uh, response to that is to then pour out what I've received. So prayer, worship, and service, that's what we're calling, that's what we're calling our church to in this season inviting you to join me in that. <clears throat> and to close, um, hopefully you're still listening, to close, I just want to I want to share something out of the 16th chapter of John. Um, the 16th chapter of John is this really remarkable chapter where almost every single word written <clears throat> is straight out of the mouth of Jesus. And he says something remarkable. He says, it's better that I go. He's talking to his disciples. This is the last night of his life. And he says, it's better that I go so the Spirit can come. The Spirit of God <clears throat> that lives inside of every single Christian on the planet, past, present, future. Every single Christian child of God has the Spirit of God literally in them. Like, think about that for a second. That regardless of a coronavirus or crazy circumstances, God is in us. And he's there to guide us. The Spirit's there to point us to Jesus, to point us to the truth of the gospel, the radical love of God for us that nothing can take away from us. There's no circumstance that could separate us from his love. There's no virus that could separate us from his love. There's no economic downturn that could separate us from his love. Nothing. The Spirit in us pointing us to that. I want to leave you with this. Just the end of John chapter 16. Starting in verse 32, Jesus is saying, telling his disciples this. He says, Indeed, an hour is coming and has come when each of you will be scattered to his own home and you will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. That sounds really remarkably similar to what we're facing now. Scattered in your own home. Verse 33, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. Not in anything else not in our circumstances, but in Jesus, we may have peace. And he says this, you will have suffering in this world. Be be courageous, Jesus says, because I have conquered the world. Some translations, translations say, I have overcome the world. Be courageous, for I have overcome the world. Courage is not the absence of fear, friends. Courage is obeying God despite the fear that's present. Okay? <clears throat> So what I want to call us to be as a church, as a family, is to be courageous, to courageously pray, to courageously worship and praise God, and to courageously serve each other in our city. I love you so much. I wish I was with you, and I I cannot wait to see you in person. But until then, be courageous in Jesus. He's with us. Okay? Love you very much.